This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not I got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome to the War Room. It's Natalie Winters hosting today, filling in for Stephen K. Bannon. It is, of course, August 2nd, year of our Lord 2023. Stephen K. Bannon is out on assignment, but luckily the administrative state has gone fully weaponized against Donald J. Trump, so there's no shortage of topics to talk about, though, of course, this audience knows full well the narrative game that they like to play. They're using this third indictment to cover up for really what was bombshell testimony coming from Devin Archer. There's some new news of MERS cases being detected in the Middle East. Pfizer profits are down. Of course, the Sound of Freedom movie still rages on. So while we'll definitely cover the indictment, third time is the charm, I guess, as the deep state would say, uh, on today's show, don't worry, don't fret, we'll be getting in to a lot more topics with a lot more substance and meaning to your life. Uh, speaking of which, someone who is always covering the news from, I would argue, the very right viewpoint is none other than Dr. Darren J. Beattie, one of my personal favorites and a fellow alum of the University of Chicago. Darren, before we get into what is coming in, as I'm sure you would say, white hot on Revolver.News, I'd love to just get your thoughts uh, on the indictment, the third one of Donald J. Trump. Well, it's a huge issue. You know, it's it's very important. We've talked about it in the first two indictments. Um, it is unprecedented territory. It is, as Trump stated, election interference. It is banana boat republic territory in the sense that you have the current leading official, the current president, basically using his weaponized Justice Department to criminalize his, uh, the front runner opposition, his expected opposition in a forthcoming election. When the first indictment came out, Revolver did a piece called um, Banana Republic, Biden's America just joined seven other people, if I can say that, nations by arresting an opposition leader. And we go through the territory and the basically the company that we've descended to by means of Biden's corrupt practices. And I guess he, you know, his corruption is exposed to the world recently with all the petty bribery and things. So I guess he feels like he can go full banana boat. But we're joining the likes of Tunisia, no offense to Tunisia, but they probably have, you know, better leader than Biden, frankly, at the moment. Nicaragua, Georgia, Uganda. This is the territory we're in when we start to play games with the politically weaponized Justice Department to go after Trump. So that's sort of the main contextual aspect of it. But then there's also the substance of this particular indictment. 
it's very much in my wheelhouse because it's basically the January 6th indictment. And in fact, it was an indictment that was concocted effectively in the January 6th committee. It's a basically a copy and paste job of the January 6th committee report into the criminal indictment from the DOJ, reinforcing long-held speculation that was really substantiated by fact that the J6 committee and the DOJ were basically working hand-in-hand. Hand. And Benny Thompson, the corrupt and borderline uh, borderline illiterate uh, former chair of the January 6th committee took to Twitter for a victory lap and basically took credit as a January 6th committee chair for the indictment. Again, Revolver News has been very, very deep into this issue from the very beginning. And we have one really interesting piece chronicling the sort of provenance of the J6 committee theory, because Benny Thompson, as I mentioned, very low IQ, I doubt he can even read like something on a higher level than goosebumps, frankly. So he's not concocting any indictment or legal lawfare strategy of his own. We did a very detailed genealogy of um, these cases at Revolver, and we showed that the January 6th committee thesis used to be Benny Thompson's thesis. In his own private capacity, he sued Trump and others for January 6th. And that lawsuit, basically emerged from the legal work of none other than an individual that Revolver made famous years ago for other machinations. This is a man called Norm Eisen, which is a color, who is a color revolution professional and one of the key lawfare hatchet men, Obama's former ethics czar, if you can believe it. So this stuff all gets into basically the latest version of impeachment, or in this case, the latest version of election interference. It goes back a long way. It traces back to some of the most malicious and corrupt operatives deep within the bowels of the nexus between the Democrat Party and the national security establishment, of which Benny Thompson is effectively a low IQ figurehead. So there's so much going on here with that. And then lastly, because again, we could go we could go all night with this, um, there's another troubling component of the indictment, which is basically you could say they're trying to criminalize Trump's so-called election denial. That's basically what it is. They're not using that exact language, but when you read the indictment, effectively what they're saying is by quote unquote, denying the election or really raising absolutely common sense, ironclad questions pertaining to the integrity of the election. By raising those questions, Trump creates an atmosphere of distrust that contextually redounds to some kind of defrauding or conspiracy against the American people to overturn the legitimate results of 2020. That is in effect, that's the essence or to appropriate a legal term, that is the kind of the emanations of the penumbras of this indictment are basically, we are criminalizing so-called election denial. And more generally, it's about codifying the disinformation censorship predicate into law, criminalizing disinformation. And that gets into a final disturbing aspect of this indictment before I'll stop. And that is this, one of the several charges in the indictment 
is something called conspiracy against rights. That is the same charge, innovatively, ridiculously, maliciously leveled against an individual called Doug Mackey, otherwise known as Ricky Vaughn, who was prosecuted by the Biden DOJ for memes mocking Hillary Clinton. We've discussed this on War Room fairly extensively, the implications legally and otherwise. This is the same charge. So it's really interesting how you have this charge, which is used for the first time in this context against this Twitter user who mocked Hillary, and now they're upping the stakes by several orders of magnitude and testing the same legal theory against a former president of the United States for calling into question the legitimacy of the election. So it's remarkable territory. It's dark territory. It's banana boat republic territory. But it's par for the course for Biden and really the corrupt elements um, running our current regime. If I recall, you just like us here in the war room, we're, we're in paradoxically support of a sort of full-blown January 6th commission because we wanted to actually get to the bottom of what happened, right? Use the evidence to prove that it really was, for lack of a better term, a Fed surrection, I believe. You coined that. And for people who are watching the show this morning, that was sort of the line that Steve, along with Cash and Mike Davis, were taking. In other words, the establishment has sort of overplayed their hand with their appetite to get Trump, because if they want to have a full adjudic adjudication of not only the 2020 election, but more precisely, January 6th, who was involved in instigating it, and they want all of that to be laid out before the American people to see, well, that might just end up biting them um, because it could potentially prove, I think, what the thesis and the theory of the case has been, at least here in the war room, and of course at Revolver.News, for a very long time. We've got a few minutes before we got to jump to break, and I'd love to hold you for a little bit if I can. But what yeah. advice would you give um, to Trump's defense team, in other words, how to sort of reappropriate this indictment to make it more about exposing the truth behind January 6th, exposing the lies about election integrity from Democrats, um, as opposed to just using this as one of the other indictments where it's just going to play into the hands of the left and be it another perfect example of, although Benny uh, Thompson might not be engineering it, he's too blue, low IQ to do that, um, you know, the, the lawfare tactics that they like to play with. Absolutely. Well, Trump doesn't need to hear this from me. Go on the offensive. Take the offense. Because, look, the regime is so sensitive to people who don't accept their false narrative on January 6th. That's why they pulled all, all the stops to destroy me, to destroy Revolver, and to destroy the Fedsurrection narrative. They're getting one of their key hatchet men, David Brock, an employee of David Brock, um, to legally represent Epps to go on an intimidation campaign to threaten lawsuits against anyone who will talk about Epps. And think about this. Epps hasn't even been charged. Go, just go look at the compilation video of what Epps was involved in and think Epps hasn't been charged and now they're charging Trump. That just shows you what a sham this is. Look at the pipe bomb issue and what a sham that is. And yet the regime is doing everything it can to shut up any conversation about Epps. And as we recently learned from the former public face of the pipe bomb investigation, which Revolver has been all over from the very beginning, admitted that they did a geofencing test on 
the so-called pipe bomber, and the telecom company came back and said, for this specific request, the data has been corrupted. So there are very high-level people, very high-level entities doing everything they can to prevent the full truth of the Fed's direction from coming out. We have their weak spots. Their weak spots are Ray Epps and the pipe bomb. And we're so close on both of those. And the regime is squirming. They're terrified. They're doing everything they can to prevent the full truth because we see in this latest indictment the incredibly high stakes involved in their false Fed surrection narrative. So they're pulling out all the stops. And Trump, to his great credit, who loves Revolver and reads Revolver, in my interview with him, he has demonstrated very, very extensive knowledge on the Fed surrection thesis about Ray Epps and other people. And to my knowledge, he's the only candidate, and he's, I mean, to even imply that the others are candidates in any meaningful sense is ridiculous given how far ahead Trump is. But he's the only candidate who has the guts and the vision to call out the Fed's direction for what it is. And so he has all the ammunition he needs. He has all the information he needs. Um, he has the right spirit. He needs to take the offense on this. We got about two minutes uh, before we got to cut to break. <clears throat> so I'm just curious, you know, there's been a lot of, I think, back and forth about the judge that's been appointed to oversee this case, her interesting uh, track record in terms of sentencing January 6th defendants. She really seems to be sort of a, a henchman for the administrative state, specifically in the, the legal sphere. Like I said, we've got about a minute. I'm just curious, your thoughts on the appointment of her to oversee this case? Well, it just shows what a farce it is. And really, like she is, my understanding is, she's the only judge that actually was even harsher on the January 6th defendants and the government even recommended. She's the only one who said, oh, the corrupt DOJ who's railroading all of these poor January 6th defendants, they're not harsh enough. She took it further. So it's a remarkable selection in that case. And I'm hoping that basically this whole thing will be tossed out and dismissed one way or another before it even gets to trial, just based on how ridiculous it is. So we'll see if SCOTUS has a role. Maybe, maybe not. But the whole thing is a farce. Everybody knows it. It's political. It's interference. And it's making a mockery out of our country. Darren, hang with us through the break. we got Monica Crowley, Dr. Naomi Wolf joining us later in the show. You know, they always say it's a republic. If you can keep it, well, I think they mean keep it from people like Judge Khan, people like the deep state, like Jack Smith, who are trying to come after Donald Trump. And frankly, at the end of the day, are really just trying to come after you and your right to think and say and do whatever you want as we have our God-given rights and are able to do. We'll be right back at 90-second break. Darren J. Beattie. We are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the United States dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the United States and the dollar as the cornerstones of the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. 
Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. This is a monumental shift happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP. And it kicks off on August 22nd. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-L-N, to the number 989898 and claim your free information kit from Birch Gold. Host Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to The War Room. It's Natalie Winters, still hosting Don't Worry. Steve will be back, I believe, for the 6 p.m. hour. But in the meantime, I know Darren J. Beatty has some more remarks and commentary on what in the heck is going on in Murdoch's world, specifically at the Wall Street Journal. But I just have to say, real quick, before we get there, uh, one of the stories I broke, I think it was a few months ago, people may recall Trump was also being sued civilly for January 6th and the firm representing our mutual favorite, Darren Benny Thompson, and some of his colleagues was Cohen Milstein. And just a few months ago, believe it or not, one of their top partners was actually indicted by the DOJ for possessing thousands of images of child porn, um, and I believe trying to engage in, obviously, illegal sexual activity with a minor. So no conspiracies, no coincidences, but I thought I would just Put that out there. Um, but Darren, before we let you go, I know you've got to run. Um, there's a great new piece of Revolver talking about the uh, further dis- descent into woke hell, that may be too euphemistic a term, uh, that we're seeing going on in all these Murdoch-owned news outlets. Why don't you let the audience know what exactly is going on? Indeed, yes. This one's very disturbing. As we all know, all these things fit together. Tucker was booted in large part because he dared to amplify Revolver's coverage on January 6th and other things. And, you know, I think Fox will actually settle on Ray Epps' lawsuit, partly in order to reinforce their position that Tucker was a liability for them. So there's a lot of ingredients here, but Fox News is basically... um, Murdoch's going to do everything he can to make sure Trump is not a factor in 2024. It doesn't look like he's going to be very successful, but at the same time, the larger trajectory of not only Fox, but the Murdoch empire seems to be going down the toilet in many different respects. And we have a latest piece, which is very interesting, that sort of identifies a little known factor and gives us a sense of the direction where Fox might be heading. And, you know, they've done crazy stuff like they sign on to the transgender agenda. I think they have like transgender bathrooms and stuff like that at Fox. Pretty wild. But one thing, there was a recent report in the Wall Street Journal that I think really telegraphs the increasing influence of Murdoch's son, James, who is the kind of rabid liberal influence here. And it was a piece sort of about environmentalism that had to do with the lead cables and phone companies and stuff like that. But the point is, is that basically the report was orchestrated by a far left Green New Deal type organization called the Environmental Defense Fund. Now, why is it important beyond being another ridiculous sort of radical left environmental thing? And keep in mind, all these people trashed Tucker, no pun intended, for daring to point out that illegal immigrants litter and contributed to dirt in the country. Like that, you're not allowed to be an environmentalist like that. You're only allowed to be an environmentalist in this Green New Deal sense of giving 
subsidies to corrupt crony companies like this environmental defense fund does. So, but why is this important beyond that? Well, it turns out that James Murdoch and his wife are contributors to this very organization on the basis of whose false report you see this recent piece in the Wall Street Journal. Now, if this is a trend, it's very troubling because it's not just the corrupt EDF, Environmental Defense Fund, that they're funding. We see funds going to SPLC. We see funds going to the ADL. Now, it's one thing if it's just, you know, liberal trying to ingratiate himself at cocktail parties by donating to these malicious organizations. But it's quite another when we have an established pattern of not only donating to these organizations, but having these organizations then dictating reporting in um, Murdoch-owned entities. And so I think that signals a troubling trend, not only for these left-wing organizations dictating reporting, but unfortunately, perhaps for the increasing influence of James Murdoch, who is, I don't know what his counterpart would be in, uh, in succession, um, maybe the kind of the old, the oldest fail son, but it's not good. It's not a good situation. James is not the person whose influence you want running Fox. Rupert is bad enough. So we need to all do what we can to make our independent media more robust, liberate the American people from the cattle slop machine that is Fox News, and make sure people are getting plugged into outlets like War Room, like Revolver, for brave and cutting-edge reporting from the likes of Natalie Winters and, of course, yours truly, Darren Beatty. Well, I think I would lose my job per Steve if I didn't make the point that, did you know the Murdochs are foreigners? Darren, thank you <laughs> so much for joining us. If people want to follow you, where can they go? Revolver.news, as always. You can read this report on Murdochs right now. It's at the very top. We are all on top of the latest indictments, every issue there, every angle. This is absolutely in our wheelhouse in January 6th. So follow us for that. I'm on Twitter at Darren J. Beattie and Revolver News is at Gitter at Revolver News. Thank you so much for joining us, Darren. Thank you, Natalie. I think we have the one and only Monica Crowley, who is, of course, a dear friend of mine and a dear friend of the show. She was the Assistant Secretary of the Treasury under Donald J. Trump, and I'm sure she knows that they are coming for her boss, just like they've come for you, just like they've come for Steve, just like they've come for the War Room Posse. You have a wonderful new op-ed, I have to say. I usually don't read op-eds, but I always read yours in Newsweek uh, about Trump and the indictment. If you want to start, I'll definitely hold you through the break, but walk us through a little bit, and of course, just your thoughts uh, on the third indictment. Well, hi, Natalie. It's always great to be with you. And here on War Room, it's always just a fantastic time. So thank you for having me. Um, yeah, and thank you for putting up my, my op-ed there in Newsweek. I actually got a call earlier today as I was getting on a bus <laughs> to write. So I literally wrote it on my phone and edited on my phone. Um, but what I wanted to really convey here is the deeper message about what not just this latest indictment is all about, um, but what all of these indictments of Donald Trump are really all about. Um, and Trump himself has, has pointed out that these indictments are not simply of him, but they are of all of us. 
Um, they're indictments of the Constitution. They're indictments of the rule of law. They're certainly indictments of the America First movement. And there's one critical point here, Natalie, that's a much bigger point that I make all the time on my podcast, but it bears repeating, which is there are more of us than there are of them. And while the left and the uni party and the propaganda press and the permanent administrative state and the deep state, well, they control all of the levers of power now in this country, and they're incredibly powerful. They're abusing that power to destroy the country. There are still more of us in terms of numbers than there are of them, and we shouldn't lose sight of that. And if you take a step back in the history of what we have seen, at least over the last several decades, what we have seen is that every single time we, the great silent majority, the deplorables, the America first crowd here in the United States, every time we begin to feel our power in numbers, every time we begin to organically come together to push back against these abuses of power, to push back against the uni party and the deep state and the propaganda press and so on. Every single time the left then organizes to push back on us in order to disperse us so that we won't feel our own power and destroy the movement. So if you go back to my very first boss, um, and I worked with him in his last years, not when he was president, but President Nixon, who identified originally in the modern times this movement, and he called it the Great Silent Majority. Well, the Great Silent Majority then went on to become the Reagan Revolution, which then went to, to go on to be the Tea Party movement, which then went on to become the America First movement. Every single time, the left, the Uni Party, and all of these dark malign forces have come in to smear us, to attack us in order to disperse us and delegitimize our movement. And really our movement is just to restore America back to its foundational principles and greatness. So over the last 50 years, we've seen this happen time and again. And what's happened now is Donald Trump came to the forefront as an outsider, much along the lines of like a Richard Nixon, even to some extent a Ronald Reagan. But Trump is a really unique character in this regard. Trump comes in, exposes the depth of the corruption, the rot, starts kicking over these stones, and all of the roaches begin to seethe like demons, right? They're seething. And so the, the indictments of Trump are, of course, about Donald Trump in, in particular and him personally, but it's about something much bigger because he is the symbol of all of these movements, and really it's all the same movement, um, and it's about stopping him because it's really about stopping us. This particular indictment is particularly horrifying because what Jack Smith is doing here in particular is going after a former president for actions he took while in office. And the remedy for that, if you believe a president has committed a high crime or misdemeanor, is impeachment. Well, Donald Trump was impeached twice. Um, and it didn't stick because it didn't go anywhere in the U.S. Senate. So this has already been adjudicated according to how the Constitution lays it out. Jack Smith is going at, at him for actions he took while president, now that he is a private citizen and a former president. 
And like all of these indictments, Natalie, they're, they're totally absurd. They're flimsy. But you can't totally disregard them because the objective is to put this man in prison. It, these are signaling events as much as they are legal events. And the signal is not just Trump or other first uh, folks out there like Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene and others, but it's a signaling event to all of us as well. Don't even think about it. Abandon America first. And Monica, we got to jump to break, but please hang with us because I want you to pick up where you left off because I know the war room posse needs to hear it. We'll be right back. 90 second break. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise. Host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. We still got Monica Crowley with us, and we will have Dr. Naomi Wolf joining us shortly. Um, but I want Monica to pick up where she left off. But I think it's important to make the point. I mean, I'm sure people watching this show remember all the various ways that the Republican establishment weaponized against Donald J. Trump during the 2016 election cycle. But now I think we've seen Donald Trump has justifiably and fairly really co-opted, taken over the Republican Party by actually speaking for the people and not the corporate donor class. So if the only weapon that they have now to go after Donald Trump is sort of the weak, uh, really ill-fated attempts of the Ron DeSantis campaign and all the other Keebler elves, as Steve would say, well, I think it makes sense why they're weaponizing against him in such a more drastic and dramatic way all the way up to Joe Biden and the DOJ because they know they can't beat him. They know he's basically already won the primary, like Steve said, just the other day. So they're really scrambling because they know they can't beat him at the ballot box. So they got to find another way, whether through lawfare or pandemics, you name it. Um, but Monica, if you want to pick up where where you left off, just sort of summarize the piece and then get into you know where exactly we go from here and more, I would say, scarily so, where you think the administrative state um, and their Democratic allies are going to go from here in their pursuit to get Donald J. Trump. 
Yeah, you know, it's a really important point that the the Uni Party and all of these dark malign forces that we've been talking about that are arrayed against Donald Trump because he's an existential threat to their absolute grip on power um, and their entire corrupt status quo. So he's got to be destroyed. They cannot believe the man is still standing. I cannot believe that the man is still standing. It's such a testament to his not just political strength and character, but his personal strength and character. I don't know a single president, never mind another person, human being, who could have withstood what Donald Trump has withstood over the last uh, seven to eight years that he's been on the American political scene. And so the fact that he is still standing outrages them. They are furious about it. They threw the Russian collusion hoax, two fake impeachments, um, a rigged 2020 election, an unprecedented virus shutting down the global economy to stop the roaring Trump economy, having Antifa and Black Lives Matter burn down the country during election year, leveraging COVID for mass mail-in balloting, ballot harvesting, ballot curing, all the stuff that we know about in 2020. They have literally thrown the kitchen sink at this man. And yet he keeps coming back. I, I think of the um, the analogy of the final scenes in Fatal Attraction, where they think the Glenn Close uh, character is dead in the bathtub and she keeps popping up, right? I mean, they cannot believe that he keeps popping up. And so for this next election cycle, they've got to have another crisis plan. And to me, in my mind, and they may have other nefarious things up their sleeve, but to my mind, this is their crisis plan for next year, which is keeping Donald Trump completely tied up in court with legal battles, drain his resources, keep him distracted so that he can't go out on the the campaign trail and really be the the optimal, effective candidate that we all know and love. Um, In terms of what's next with all of these indictments, Don't lose sight of the fact that Jack Smith just added four additional charges to the classified documents case, and it's probably likely that he's got more uh, charges that he's going to slap on this January 6th case, including possibly a charge of seditious conspiracy, which is what they've gone after a number of January 6th defendants for laying the groundwork, I thought. Uh, to go after Trump. We didn't see that charge yesterday, but that doesn't mean that Jack Smith uh, might not still have it up his sleeve and he's going to hit him with that as well. All of this, of course, is designed to stop Donald Trump in his tracks uh, from running for president next year or ever again, right? So I think going forward, you're going to see some of these uh, cases start to get slated on the docket. We've seen Judge Cannon's uh, case get slotted onto the docket. But I think maybe in the end, we may not see any of these cases, or at least many of them happen before the election. Remember, there's this unspoken rule that to avoid election interference, and by the way, all of this is election interference, um, that the DOJ and prosecutors believe that they can't move 90 days out from an election. Some of them violate that, um, but you're looking at like, they've got to get all of these motions uh, processed and everything else really in the next year before say uh, August 1st or or July 1st. Um, And I just don't see that happening, but I could be wrong about that. 
Monica Crowley, thank you so much for joining us. I know you also host a wonderful podcast where you get into even more depth on all of this through really a, a wonderful lens that I think is lacking uh, really in the entire conservative media ecosystem. So if people want to listen to your podcast, stay up to date with your writings, your tweets, you like to come in hot, where can they find you and listen to you? Both. Thank you, Natalie. Yep. The Monica Crowley podcast. There it is. Wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, just hit subscribe or add it. It's free. It will automatically download to your phone with every new show. I've got some great stuff lined up for tomorrow's show. Really, really hot. Also on social media, Twitter and True Social, Getter as well, at Monica Crowley and on Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore. So you can find all my writings there across all my social media platforms. She is a must follow. Monica, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, my friend. See you soon. See you. And speaking of friends, we have another good, dear friend of the show, Dr. Naomi Wolf, joining us. Now, I had originally wanted to talk to you about some crazy things that the National Institutes of Health are trying to do with vaccines and mosquitoes and putting things in your body that, you know, you don't want. Um, but before we get to that, we got about seven minutes before we got to jump to break. I know you advised the Gore team in 2000. Don't worry, we, we forgive you. Um, but just curious, your thoughts, you know, at least in the confines of, you know, election denialism, which apparently is the new cardinal sin in the United States of America, um, just sort of the double standard that, or if you think it's a double standard playing out here. Yeah, Natalie, thanks so much for having me on. I can't um, stop thinking about this indictment of this former president in comparison to what I experienced myself as an advisor to Gore 2000, to, to Gore's uh, campaign in 2000 for the presidency, because as we all remember, even though it seems like there's a lot of historical amnesia about that now, um, that election was not decidable after election day. And both sides, uh, George Bush Jr. and um, Vice President Gore, fiercely and aggressively denied the outcome of the election according to the other side and even according to various media outlets. Each side aggressively strategized um, privately and publicly with their own lawyers, with friendly media. Um, I'm, I'll never forget that the uh, Bush team coined very early on um, the slogan sore loserman for Gore Lieberman and, and implied that, you know, Vice President Gore should concede um, because he had lost. And this was before any adjudication, any um, judge had weighed in. Uh, this was early days. And by the same token, both sides' lawyers were doing things like, and I'm not violating my um, non-disclosure agreement at all by saying this, this is all in the public record. But, you know, Vice President Gore's lawyers, distinguished lawyers, were flying down to Florida to find loopholes, you know, and 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 the lawyers on the Republican side were doing the exact same thing. I mean, things as dramatic as advising the campaign to push for counting only those counties in Florida that were uh, sympathetic or supportive of the vice president, as opposed to counting the whole state. And of course, if he had counted the whole state, he would have won, it turned out later. Um, but these were the kinds of arguments and stratagems and debates and um, private and public discussions that were rife for weeks. I mean, as I recall, the whole thing lasted, I believe, six weeks. And 
just what I keep thinking about, especially when I read the actual indictment of uh, President Trump, is that this is a way to criminalize speech about election results. And it's a way to create a whole new category. And the Democrats, I'm embarrassed to say, are very focused on this in so many ways right now, a category of pre-crime or thought crime in which if you don't just fold and agree with whatever CNN or the New York Times declares the outcome of any election is, if you raise any questions, if you say, if you talk to your own lawyers or your own campaign consultants, you know, publicly or privately, um, if you issue an appeal to your to your supporters to insist on a recount, right? Remember those painful hanging chad recounts in public, the, you know, hours and hours of piling ballots in this pile or that pile or, you know, scrutinizing them, holding them up to the light. If you do any of that, you know, you could be facing uh, criminal charges. Um, and going forward, this is said, you know, this isn't just about President Trump, as Monica Crowley so rightly said, this is about all of us, because going forward, if these indictments are allowed to stand, A, pretty much everything we talked about in 2000, you know, could be considered a criminal offense, according to this low bar for criminalizing discussion of election results. But also, B, think about anything in the future. The minute, you know, CNN or the approved Pravda-type station declares a winner, no one gets to ask any questions. And that's that. And if you ask questions, um, you're in serious legal trouble. It's terrifying. Well, and I think it's all the more hypocritical, of course, coming off the Russia collusion hoax, because for years we basically were laid the predicate as to why we should deny election results, because foreign countries, even as you know inconsequential as Russia, if they can influence the United States election outcomes, uh, then it would seem only right for Donald J. Trump or whomever to be able to dispute uh, set election results, right, if foreign countries can manipulate them so easily. And it was the Democrats in 2018 who issued a huge multi, I mean, hundred page report detailing the flaws, the critical flaws in our election infrastructure and why we needed to fix it. But when we started saying those same exact things, you know, we were called conspiracy theorists. And I think it gets to the what you were saying, you know, the cardinal sin here is not actually election denialism. It's actually just denying the elections that the administrative state doesn't want to see certain outcomes in, right? It's engaging in misinformation. Now, we got about a minute and a half before we have to jump to break. And on the other side, I want to talk all things, you know, next pandemic and, and Pfizer profits. But I did see that Pfizer today, I think they're supposed to take a 54% decline, at least in this quarter. When it comes to profits, and you obviously had a story about how the production of their COVID-19 vac vaccines are, are plummeting. So just a real quick minute on that, your thoughts. Sure. It's very satisfying, and it's very much due to work of all of you here and the posse out there in, in spreading the word. Um, basically, our team, we've got a subgroup called the Follow the Money team out of the War Room Daily Cloud 3,500 uh, volunteers. Um, they're economists and uh, financial people. They crunched the numbers for Q1 for Pfizer's um, report of their financial accomplishments in Q1 of this year. And indeed, their manufacturing demand is down 89%. And the language in that report is so fascinating because Pfizer attributes that to, quote, non-compliance. And in other words, we didn't all do, you know, what we were being forced to do, which is take a damaging, dangerous 
injections. So their uh, their manufacturing capacity is way down, and they lost billions in market share. And now Q2 is way down. No one wants it. Well, that's that's good news. I always say we hate to be vindicated when we talk about what the you know global elites' plans are for this country because it's scary as all heck. But sometimes you got to take the win when we're on the right side of history. Doctor Wolf, hang with us. We'll be right back. We got about a ninety-second break, and we'll get into what the National Institutes of Health wants to do to your arms with vaccines. Every day, the parallel economy grows bigger and bigger. It's powered by everyday Americans who are sick and tired of all the woke propaganda being jammed into every product they consume. Big mobile companies are no different. For years, they have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because you need a cell phone and probably thought there was no alternative, but there is. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks, so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious liberty, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your phone, keep your number. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call the following number, 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values. Make the switch today. Remember, stop giving your money to people that don't support your values. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Host Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to The War Room. We've already made it to our final segment, but don't go anywhere. We still have the 6 p.m. show. You can go to warroom.org, Frank Speech, Getter to catch that. But in the meantime... Still got a lot of news, or as I guess as Steve would say, a lot of wood to chop. And luckily, I got Naomi Wolf riding shotgun with me to go through all of it. Now, this is sort of an old story, but I just wanted to re-up it again, because just like Monica was talking about, we know they like to pull out all the stops to stop Donald Trump, right? They used a pandemic in 2020 to push the mass mail-in voting. And I think public health emergencies uh, conjoined with the mass Mask mandates and mass vaccination requirements are sort of how they like to pull at the strings of normal society and really normalize uh, actions that shouldn't be normalized, such as universal vote by mail. Um, and this story just sort of spoke to me and it was making the rounds again on Twitter. But there was a study in la- last year that was funded by the National Institutes of Health. One of the same researchers who's actually intimately involved uh, with trials for COVID-19 vaccines. And I'll read you the quote from one of the researchers They say, we use the mosquitoes like they're 1,000 small flying syringes. I don't know if I've ever heard a scarier sentence, not just because I hate uh, vaccines and or mosquitoes, uh, but this study is basically talking about how they're using mosquitoes to vaccinate people. Can you walk us through a little bit what's going on here? 
Sure. And Natalie, this is directly related to the story that we discussed before the break. Um, no one wants these injections. We know that they're damaging and dangerous. No one, almost no one is offering their upper arm to Pfizer or Moderna to inject them with anything that is not absolutely necessary. So these monsters, you know, as we discussed in the past with Steve related to bioweapons, they don't stop. So now that people are suspicious of the biopharmaceutical complex and bioweapons that they can recognize as, you know, manifested through actual injection syringes, um, they're going another route. And uh, this route is mosquitoes. And sure enough, you'll remember that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has released GMO modified mosquitoes in Florida and actually in New York State multiple times over the last few years. And as always, you need to ask, why are they doing this? Why are they investing resources in dumping GMO modified mosquitoes in multiple states in the United States? Well, here's a likely answer. The NIH actually... Um, did an experiment in which they, this is so questionable, paid human subjects over $4,000 per subject, which right there is like really suspending your actual um, medical autonomy because a lot of people are so broke, they really can't say no to $4,000 for experimentation on their bodies. It's way outside the norm of what volunteers are usually paid um, to participate in medical experiments. And these human beings put their arms uh, in a vat or container full of mosquitoes and subjected themselves to hundreds of bites of the mosquitoes over a period of time. And one subject's arm swelled up and blistered, uh, and these mosquitoes were infected with malaria. So the subjects got a mild dose of malaria. Remember that malaria itself is mosquito-borne. It's one of the scourges of infectious diseases, you know, transmitted via mosquito bites. Um, but the NIH experimenters are thrilled. It's a game changer um, because they get to vaccinate people using mosquitoes, and it's cheaper, they say, than using syringes. Well, the obvious question that this should raise is, how do you have informed consent? How do you have any kind of medical choice at all if your environment is infested with you know, GMO-modified vaccine-bearing or you know, whatever they want to put in these mosquitoes, really, uh, vaccine-bearing, malaria-bearing mosquitoes. You have no choice. If you get bitten by one of these mosquitoes, you haven't signed a waiver, you haven't made any kind of agreement whatsoever, you haven't had the risks uh, disclosed to you, um, you have no choice whatsoever. So right there, it violates the Nuremberg Code to infect these mosquitoes and you know set them loose anywhere. Um, and the other thing that we should really be aware of, and you highlighted it, is that the person who oversaw these trials oversaw the Pfizer phase one trials, as well as being an observer on the Moderna trials. And I can tell you from our 3,500 experts that the Pfizer phase one trials were so horrifically flawed that no scientist should ever have any position of responsibility doing anything again who was affiliated with Pfizer's phase one trials. Lie after lie after lie, scandal after scandal after scandal. Um, so this is really disturbing because these people have made it clear that they, you know, are buying up our land. They're buying up our water. Uh, they are putting mRNA into livestock. They want to mess with the food supply. They want us to be eating insects. There's no limit to what they think they have the right to do in violating our 
bodily autonomy and even our our ecosystem. Um, and this is one more attempt to get things into our bodies without our consent. The place I'm really worried about them going now that they've had so much fun with mosquitoes infecting people with malaria is that they'll try to put some sort of contraceptive um, product into insects or into the water or into the environment. Because as you know, the you know huge central thrust of the whole Pfizer and now the Moderna rollout had to do with um, disrupting conception. Got about two minutes before closing shows. So I just want real quick, we know Pfizer, maybe with the exception of, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion and ESG, they're, of course, driven by by profits. So just a little bit on this, but you do think they're going to double, if not triple down and try to get more creative with how they can get more vaccines into more people's bodies? I don't think they're going to stop. Um, I mean, look at what a win-win it was. Uh, if they can get contracts for manufacturing malaria-bearing mosquitoes and some craven president, like our current craven bought-off traitorous president, um, is on board because they received a bunch of money from the pharmaceutical industry or from the you know enemy of ours ally of the pharmaceutical industries like China, they'll release the malaria-bearing mosquitoes. Um, I mean, Steve mentioned you know, there are outbreaks of leprosy. <laughs> you know, Steve mentioned a, a, a warehouse in Central California that has various I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Not somehow Hunter Biden is profiting off of all of this. Dr. Wolf, if people want to follow you and stay up to date with what you're working on, where can they find you? Come to dailyclout.io and you can order the Pfizer book right there on the upper right hand side. And also my Substack is called Outspoken. Dr. Wolf, thank you so much for joining me. And I know the War Room Posse thanks you too. Even though you don't always bring us the happiest stories, you leave us probably scared. I guess it's better to be informed and not knowing what their ultimate plan and end game is. War Room Posse, thank you for hanging with me. Steve will be back at 6 p.m. and of course on it. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because EnviroCleanse advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold and flu viruses including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy-inflaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code Steve for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com code Steve. ekpure.com code Steve. Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications. 
and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 